0: Kicking. I got the whole crew here with me today. Uh, Right next to me, I got. Port Winter Blurred, ready to talk about some Millar World shit right now. Millar World shit. And then after him, I got.
1: What up everybody? It's the one and only force. I'm
0: here trying to figure out how to be the future Shogun of Harlem. Show enough. Okay, show show enough. And then after him I got
2: oh what's up it's your boy double black in the building ready to break down malar world and jupiter's legacy and how a successful show can still fail oh in, okay in 2021.
0: all right and as always most certainly last but not least my man
3: yo it's laser beam i'm the laser beams coming out of the utopian's eyes mm. does he have laser beams <laughs> I he think, yeah,
0: <laughs> he does. It, he does. Uh, so, yeah, once again, once again, faithful, faithful uh, viewers, we are talking Jupiter's legacy today. Uh, it is a Mark Millar based property. Uh, it is a comic book uh, and a Netflix series uh, that recently came out to a bunch of, uh, I guess, mixed response uh and you're gonna kind of hear about that today with the begin podcast uh and as always we're gonna give you a, a historic breakdown and our opinion of the new content um and for something like that i'm gonna kick it over to our two comic book enthusiasts uh Cory and force there we go
4: up.
0: all right so mark Millar is a as a
4: comic writer he's uh from england and he gained notoriety notoriety in the late <coughs> 90s Um, for doing projects for DC and Marvel, but soon spun off into his own creator-owned works. Um, And a lot of his creator-owned works early on um, became successful film
1: projects like Force. He did Wanted, which is uh, pretty much one of a number of our favorite runs of his Eggman's uh, vehicle. No, not the movie. The comic is one of our favorites. So let's separate those two. Uh, so he he did Wanted, which became a property. He did The Kingsman, uh, Secret Service, uh, that became a property, and then he also did Kick Ass. And those are his three independent properties which became licensed and became movies. Uh, and after that, people were scooping up. This is the you know the Wild West. Of right. properties and Well that money got good to him Once he got that good film money He's like fuck these comic books Right now <laughs> Well and, and it also was the wild west Like Netflix was a was a burgeoning entity So were all these streaming services And uh, then he ended up selling All of his future properties To Netflix And those yeah. included and, and They gave him a development deal For
4: what two Like some ridiculous like Hundreds of millions of dollars Some such yeah. I don't know the exact yeah, numbers.
2: It was like two hundred mil, something like that. Yeah,
4: so so I guess for that kind of money you can really fuck the funny books. But as 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 a funny book fan, I liked his earlier work better when um and uh, yeah, I have said it before, and I'll say it again, comics are a a uh an, an, a unique medium of storytelling which which can lends itself to um, a different style of storytelling that can be told in in film or novels, or TV. It's its own thing. So when you start to write comics that are basically pitches for for film projects, the comics just aren't that
1: good. Which is which is kind of a drag for me because he's a talented comic book writer. Yeah, and and we didn't talk about some of the pro- the projects he wrote was Civil War. Which some some of you guys might have heard of. Yep. Uh, he also started the. He did uh, the Ultimates. Yep, correct. Because
2: mm-hmm. yep, he was basically
4: the
1: architect for what
4: the comic, Marvel. the comic, Marvel. the comic, yeah. the comic uh, foundation for the MCU yeah. was people that under- he created that. Yeah.
2: What people understand as the modern MCU, <clears throat> what the comics draw upon the most had a huge influence in architecture of creating the it, ultimates yep. yeah it was the essentially
0: it was essentially like marvel's like new 52 or something yeah yeah, yeah. More, yeah before the new Fifty Two. it was before yeah, that know. it was way before that yes 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 but like it, it would be the equivalent of the two like marvel did it way before them and in better style and and basically the well they rebooted and that
1: secret wars which hickman did
4: right they, they what they wanted to do was create a different line of comics that instead of like rebooting their old lines, they created a kind of a separate universe to tell um, stories that didn't that they felt that weren't encumbered by fifty years of continuity, and to kind of update these characters and make them fresh. And he came up with the idea uh, of of um, basically drawing. Uh, with with Brian hitch who's a, his fellow Englishman who was the artist of drawing the um the Avengers the the ultimates as you know modeling them on actors and um so each um um each each character had uh even joke about it in one of the ultimate books like hey if you were an actor who'd be playing you and such and such and he he was the one who came up with the idea of of drawing Nick Fury like Sam Jackson, which led to Sam Jackson getting the role. Yes,
3: that's true, right? And he did the so, same thing and wanted essentially the characters in the comic book look like Berry like Berry
2: and, yeah. him, and Tom Tommy
3: Joe Jones or
4: So so he, he he did a lot of that. So. I guess, you know, I, I can I can kinda hate on his comic book thing to kind of mix the mediums. But his ideas are responsible for literally billions of dollars and and millions and millions of people
1: becoming fans of these properties, so I, I can't hate too much. Here here's the thing though, even his Ultimates work was derivative of say Warren Ellis's the authority. Sure. Yeah. It it pretty much was the authority in the Marvel universe, I would Mm. say. Uh, And so, you know, he also, Mark Millar was responsible for a lot of that stuff for the Fantastic Four movie. Was he? Yeah, he did did
4: the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm.
1: Uh, But with that being said, so then he realized that he could get a bag, as they say in the streets, with his creative properties. And as Orwinder said, he started pitching things. And I think that uh what we're going to talk about Jupiter's legacy was the last of his like least pitchy things. He cre- he actually created a full universe in Jupiter's legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh but before we get to that, at once Netflix decided to buy his property, he started creating comics uh yeah. under Maybe the Netflix a little, imprint. And a little background on that,
4: I think um Netflix in in the streaming wars Netflix is 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 one of those companies that's just desperate for content to bring in subscribers which is the name of the game in, in in streaming um and since you know all these kind of um like disney and warner brothers and um and uh universal have all kind of created their own streaming platforms and taking their content and taking their proprietary content away netflix is was trying to, you know, there's all these streaming services trying to uh, grab up all of this, all these properties. And it's on the surface, you can imagine the Millar world stuff. It's like, if you're talking like Mark Millar, he's the guy, as we discussed, you know, he's had, his ideas have launched uh, three, two successful film franchises with Kick-Ass and Kingsman and one successful film with wanted, and uh, you know, it seems like a, a and being the architect of what would become the MCU, it seems like a no-brainer to 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 buy his stuff and and put it out. You know, so I can understand why Netflix would be like, oh, let's get this dude and put his stuff up there. And I think that might might have been a slight mis- miscalculation. Or maybe it's timing, or maybe it's just bad luck, or whatever. But it, it might speak to, as when we get to later, why the show, which was successful in
1: terms of ratings, ended up being canceled. Yeah. Uh, well, so, you know, to, to move forward, it's, is that Netflix bought all this property. Again, se- seizing the opportunity, wanting to grab on to all the stuff. And, and granted, Mark Millar has a very diverse group of stories everything from science fiction to you know straight superheroics uh and they they ended up picking up a number of of things they started a series called the magic order and that was supposed to be the first netflix series put out from the Malar world right and then covid happened and uh much in the same way as that in the MCU's Disney Plus thing, it was supposed to go the Falcon and Winter Soldier and then WandaVision. Due to constraints of COVID, WandaVision came out first, Falcon came out second. And kind of the same thing, Magic Order was supposed to come out first. But instead of getting that, we got Jupiter's legacy. Uh, and mm. I think that brings us into where we are now in in uh, in the whole Millar world. Because we've learned the news that Uh, all of the actors have been released from their contracts. It hasn't been officially canceled, I believe, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of like the soft death for a show is that, you know, you're go ahead, do your things. Um, And and they're moving forward with some of his other properties. Super crooks is coming next, which is uh, if you, I guess I explained it as if you took oceans 11 with superheroes, would that be set set in the same world? And it's set in the same world as droopers legacy. Uh, so that magic Netflix.
2: show set in the same world as Jupiter's Legacy, the no. thats a different world. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm uncertain what where they're going with it. So, uh-huh. I mean, they—they they the might. Second, be, the they, sense, is
2: it more not fantastical? The comics. Like, the comics—is it fantastical? or Is it set in a modern world?
4: It's set—it's set in the modern world, but it's not. You know, there's no. It's it, it's 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 more like a Harry Potter wizarding kind of situation with with oh, with that. It's no no superheroes.
2: Yeah, okay. or
1: okay. or less of a Harry Potter, I think of more of a Justice League Dark. Sure, sure, yeah, would be a better description, correct? Yeah, that, that that's a better description, description but League I don't because there's there's the Justice League that handles like your superhero stuff, and then in the DC universe, the Justice League Dark are your John Constantines. Yeah, well, I, your I suppose Gemini's the Magic Order could Potter. just be dealing
4: with, you know, magic stuff in the in that same world. I guess there's no reason why they couldn't
1: do that. Yeah. Uh, but but that brings us to Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, which came out before the magic order the magic order is still uh they're gonna start production on it uh as the last i saw uh and and the magic order is like
4: a basically it's a it's a supernatural like a family that guards the world against the supernatural kind of situation right yeah as i i I read a couple issues i I can't that was the general vibe
1: that's it yeah you got it um so do you you want to sum up the the uh, trooper's legacy yeah. All right. Well Jupiter's Legacy
4: is uh about a group of uh individuals from who gain um fantastic powers in nineteen twenty nine and then proceed to um become the kind of classic idea of of superheroes that we that we kind of grow up with, you know, that, that um they become uh, agents of 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 uh, I guess order what you might say and and they philosophically uh, decide to just where you know they they guard the world but they don't influence events directly so they don't um, they don't interfere in World War II they don't interfere in Korea they don't interfere in, with the with the quote unquote system you know The human, there's a they they fight other supervillains, other extra dimensional or extra planetary threats, and things like that, but they don't interfere in the affairs of regular humanity. And um, Jupiter's legacy is about that kind of belief system starting to break down. Um, and uh, what happens with the next generation, and this also has a uh, a uh, thing of um, you know what what happens with the with the next generation of of exceptional individuals, kind of like why um, you know why you know Rockefeller Junior isn't as awesome as Rockefeller or Thomas Edison Junior isn't as
1: awesome as Thomas Edison, kind of thing. It deals a lot with generational changes and how right. do you live up to being the, the children of Superman? You know, your, your father is, is the highest level you can reach. Right. It's 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 everybody knows, you know, no secret it is Everybody knows who
4: these people are, you know, because they've been around for a hundred years.
2: But they do so have they, secret identities, and they had kids in the eighties, so their kids are are like eighties, nineties. For our time, so like, because their kids are like twenties, like early twenties, yeah, like I right guess now. When, when it
4: when the when the book came out around what, when when it came out like twenty ten, I think so 20, 2012 I think. So I guess the kids would have been you know born in like the nineties then, um to to, to in the eighties and nineties. So they, you know, it, it it's been a while. It was, it was, it was a little 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 off.
2: so i guess now you could say the kids were born in the 20 in the early 2000s yeah or late
4: 90s early aughts
2: yeah early aughts okay because there's there's that whole generational conflict
4: yeah like Like 22 23 and i think maybe in the book they might have had a throwaway line of they they just never you know started to have kids until later because they were just
1: too busy superheroing or something i don't know they were so Mm -hmm. uh one thing I'll I have to say to all the listeners and viewers is that uh, in the comics, uh, the, the series Jupiter's Legacy is set up as miniseries. So it started with Jupiter's Legacy, the six-issue miniseries. Then they did Jupiter's Circle, which followed the parents. So that was in the 20s up until like the... The l- 60s, right? Yeah, late 60s, early 70s, I think. Uh, so you're working with two timelines. And then the end of the whole comic series goes back to the present where uh it deals with the children and the aftermath and so the show kind of deals with both of those at the same time uh you know in 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 those comics you get you get a little more expansion of, yeah. of-
4: which which I thought was a which a which which is an interesting conceit but it it uh it the the, the execution I think was too slow move, moving and confusing for
3: people
0: so what you're trying to tell me right now is during this whole show they were switching back and forth between somewhat current time and the 30s yes yes i ain't pulling none of that shit from the show okay (laughs) well, let's save that for the opinion part let's say but i'm i'm glad I'm glad we we determined that during this y'all y'all keep on going, but that that's even more gonna base my opinion on this shit. That yeah, is I mean, wow. I mean, okay, the problem.
4: If you, if you can't even if
0: you, I think you have a problem in your storytelling if you can't even communicate that. That's and they didn't. They did not call Winder. I just that's that's my point. <laughs> so cool. All right.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, those are supposed to be the same dudes except 100 years earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, now, and now I get why the beards were so bad. And, and a spoiler alert uh, is that the the whole crux of
1: the Droopers Legacy comic is the old heroes become, you know, kind of a thing of a past. You know, it's a, a comic trope that we've seen a number of times in almost every universe. Uh, but what it comes down to is the kids take over and realize that they don't have any idea how to rule it. And then you know, outcomes the misfits to bring back order. So the 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 it's a twist on Kingdom Cup. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, as many of Mark Millar's works, the comic is not what the movie or TV show is. So they
0: lose a lot of that.
2: Oh yeah, there's a lot lost there, in the translation
0: They had to lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I'm just, I hope I hope they, they lost a lot.
4: The, the decision to try to tell a origin story and a disintegration story at the same time was kind of weird. It's like cuz you didn't like I mean, obviously people didn't, you know, you don't necessarily get it. It's like you're starting to watch these two parallel shows. It's like, okay, you got these these old ass superheroes moralizing against their kids. Then all of a sudden you're back in the 1920s for some reason. And then you're, you know, there's more of that. Then you're back in the 1920s for another reason. And, you know, it's it's never really explained that, oh, these are the same people. And then by the end, when you're just like, okay, these are, these are how they became these heroes, or this is how they got their powers, you
0: don't care. Because you're like, what the fuck is happening here? It's a great ex that's a great explanation of my range of emotions through these two episodes I've watched. <laughs> you know, so uh, I watched.
3: Yeah, so I want to quickly say so it it seems like it um it it's, it's like uh a throwback to a show from a decade ago uh Lost or from Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. essentially it's like Lost where they're you know trying to have these flashbacks uh and these current events to kind of you know
4: yeah you know,
3: yeah with each other to explain you know where people were at and where they were you know going in the past but that's like lost is like just what people were doing maybe a year ago or two in their lives or last week and then it shows what they're doing on the island or this shows like you know that's 100 years ago and and it's all like done in one season and they're like trying to i don't know it's it besides yeah, it's, it's, and it, it
0: happens multiple times per episode, and that's what makes yep. me like kind of lose focus, right? Because like now that that Corwin just says it, I'm starting to piece together things. Like the the fight they have against Black Star is like. Current like heroes and stuff like that, and then the Rockefellers. Oh, I'm sorry, the the crash on Wall Street is like a flashback. I thought that was all in the 30s. Before you, right. you know, you would say <laughs> something about it. I thought I was like, yo, they got some real nice suits for the 30s. These motherfuckers, <laughs> this shit is updated. They really out here like this. They it's refined some metals. The they, you skinner. know, a lot of shit has happened industrially that wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to happen yet. That's where I was at with it. So like, I, you know, like it, it, it they don't clearly make that evident at all oh.
4: yeah no they they, they they don't and it's kind of like um if i mean if they had maybe condensed that whole uh
3: like yeah that, that whole
4: 1920s situation into like one episode and That's then done like a hundred years later you know
2: they they couldn't so okay so this is where i'll chime in and get in on this because i've been waiting to get on on this show so okay so spoiler alert <laughs> I have watched six episodes full, in this eight episode and it's eight-episode series in the last two episodes on Fast Forward. Cork Winder has watched the whole series. So how I, much have you watched?
1: The, I have watched, uh, so. I, I watched four episodes, but I've read the entire comic series, and okay. I could not bring myself to watch any more other than the four
2: episodes. Okay, Catalyst, how much did you watch?
0: Two and a half episodes. I got, like, halfway through the second episode—oh, sorry, the third episode, and I was, like, this— can't
2: do
3: it can't do it yeah
2: and then laser beam how much have you watched i've watched uh
3: the complete youtube trailer and <laughs> I've seen the red uh, band <laughs> ended, uh netflix trailer after it played after an episode of Castlevania. So
2: my point is that we're all coming from different obviously this we are nerdy guys and this did not capture everyone's <laughs> imagination and it was a hard thing for a lot of people to even sit through and watch. <laughs> um, so we're going to get in. We going in on this one. Uh, if you didn't realize where we were going with this, and then on top of that, so to your point, what you guys were just raising of like, why didn't they just do all the old stuff in episode? If you were like I like so many of this of this stuff is seared in my brain, but like that old timey stuff, th- there's literally like nine hours of that shit, <laughs> like. You know, because he goes on like three quests. Like, you know, first he gets drawn out to Kansas, then he's like, and then he's like, "I got to get the crew together for the ship." And then there's all this shit on the ship. Like, you know, they don't even get right. to the island until episode six, man. You like, know, old timey stuff. Like I was just like watching this show, being like, "Will they please get to the island?" And because I knew, like, once they got to the island, they would explain how they got their powers. But I was like, this guy's going on like four MacGuffin false quests. <laughs> Just to get to the ship, I was like, Yo, this is some bullshit.
4: Well, I'm saying that <laughs> they condensed all that shit and, like, just in all that storyline, streamlined it into one episode. And it's been like, you know, had him come flying down
1: at the end. Yeah. It, it, you it, know. Well, here's the thing is that in the comics, uh, one thing I will say about Mark Millar is that he, he writes a good pitch comic. And in the original Jupiter's Legacy, they do switch between the present day with the kids and in the past, but it's brief. It's like things like they go to an Island, they get powers, they fight crime. That's it. No exposition. You're just led to fill in the blanks. And I feel like uh, this is going to be something I, I hammer home. This entire episode is that Mark Millar has a PR problem. He has a problem with his properties. Like the PR stands for property relatability. And the PR problem is that he sells his stuff. He got stands for. Yeah. No,
0: that's for today. Oh okay. that's today. For- I said it's I was like that's A- that A- is- <laughs> that is not what motherfucking PR stands for. I said, whoa, I said I know we reviewing A- Jupiter's A- legacy, A- but we can't be that not good. Listen, we're <laughs> doing the most here and, and I feel like uh and
1: that's the thing is that uh, the translation of of his his properties is tough in that in the comics he's able to deftly move between the both worlds and if and then what he did was the first series the first six issues did a little bit of both and then he spent twelve issues just on the past stuff. And that's because so comics trans- a different medium. It's a different storytelling. Yeah, mean, it's all it's, it's more one, space. All yeah. he had to say yeah. is Do that. give me one episode give me instead of throwing these things in here trying to like make people be like i'm on a mcguffin quest three times
0: just do one episode just do it <laughs> yeah, give it, it would have helped like it would have helped me because i thought old girl with the goth neck thing and the wine situation i thought that was the 30s i was like this don't fit the time at all i was like why would you That's in the happen- Yo, i was, in I, the 30s? I was <laughs> like what the hell i was like this is crazy facebook
2: what? oh my god yeah, <laughs> man, so many this, they're trying so hard to be Marvel, but, like, you know, it they, they need the – well, I mean, I guess Loki took it, like, just a little bit to talk about that. But it's, like, the what the Russos do. They always tell you what day it is. Or not what day it is, where you are. It's, like, Germany, yeah. U.S. And then in Loki, since there's a lot of time travel, they're, like, 2012, 2020. Like, you know, they need to do that for this show. <laughs> clearly, because – Like you were much.
3: You gotta do timestamp. Time stamp. Just Come let you know. Let, let a player
0: know. Okay. You ain't doing enough visually to convey to me that this is different. Okay? Like like they all look the same all the time. The only difference is bad facial hair. Like that like
2: right. And then <laughs> so to force his point, um, for me, one of the big problems is that Mark molar like you said, he's getting the bag, but he doesn't have a good he's he doesn't have anyone who wants to protect and transfer his vision onto the the big screen. I made the reference earlier about like, you don't let Stan Lee write the MCU, but you get, uh, or even Cliss Claremont to write the MCU. You get Kevin Feige, who loves comics and wants to protect these ideas, but understands how to translate them into motion pictures. And like there, that there is, that's where the breakdown is happening because whoever they got to do this, and we'll get into that a little bit later, it it doesn't understand what uh, his and what his vision is and like they're just trying to stretch out the story and stuff and in this game of thrones type way of just like let's just stretch the material and keep stretching the material and, and stuff instead of like condensing the stuff that people don't need to know to get to the stuff that people need to know you know what i'm saying right i, I think am feel- glad
1: you said that i it made me feel like they thought covid lockdown was gonna last longer they were like, you, and you, you and drink, yes, and you can like, absolutely like you just can wait on and some and mediocre like,
0: shit. Yes. And like, you just like, anything you put out, motherfuckers got to watch it because they inside. Like this, That's exactly how this felt to me. It's like, you don't even got to eat gotta give you nothing much, good because guess what? Vaccine. COVID. You ain't vaccinated.
3: They should have put this out a year ago. Yeah, they should have.
0: <laughs> I'm saying, and it probably would have been better because they had more raw ideas that didn't get cut. Well, also, they had some real big. Big Kind of
4: You know Just just Storytelling mistakes Like In the 20s And 30s storylines Like you have The character Who would become uh, Who would become Skyfox Who's like a major dude Yeah And And he's like He's actually one of the better actors In the In the Series And he's like the most interesting dude And you know and he doesn't show up in the modern time at all until like the very end. And you're supposed to be like, oh my God, it's that dude who's in the helmet. But again, it takes you so
0: long to get there. You're just like, I don't care.
2: And, and it's Literally, so short lived.
0: Like you say, it's at the all end, right? Fair. It's like, there's no payoff for it. It's yeah. like at the end, you see this dude that you were waiting for for a long time. And then you just ride that shit out.
3: Yeah, it,
4: it doesn't. Yeah, it was it. The execution works. in it, the execution just didn't, it didn't grab people. Did It didn't work. I mean, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I, I liked it more than any of
0: you, and I didn't really
4: like it that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were the I mean, only one who I, watched the whole thing, though, so I guess that's yeah, testament that's to it. Oh, uh, well,
4: well, yeah, I, I
0: guess, I, I'm a completionist, so sometimes when I started, I'm like, oh, I got to fucking finish this shit. That's,
4: God damn it. That's
0: me with video games, so I feel it
2: i mean i was kind of there too i was just like i'm just not gonna give this any more of my conscious time i'll just watch it on 2x as i like clean my room because it took them too long to get to the power shit. i was just like i just wanted them to get to explain how they got their powers and then i was like really six episodes my dude
1: here's <laughs> the we talked about and, and this is before you came in cordwinder is that like in the comic series uh much like even in Invincible, like there's a turn, like every like any good show, like you're you're waiting for, you know, the surprise to happen. Um, mm-hmm. In the comics, Jupiter Legacy, I think it's issue three where the takeover happens, where the kids do it, and, and it shifts it into a different narrative. And in in this move, uh, this uh, Netflix series, they That's don't cool. even deal with anything in the comics. They're giving backstory. They're doing exposition outside of the comics which doesn't need to happen like because you know by doing that like I'm going to be honest Mark Millar he's a he's a good writer but he he again he's writing these pitches so like a lot of the stuff in the series isn't that fleshed out so you just you just pick it up you're like all right cool here's a superhero there's like a superman analog you don't know their powers there's like a justice league kind of thing and then their kids get powers uh the kids revolt cool you're yeah. in it you just believe I mean- it
4: and they said they set a little bit of that up, but I feel like with the story choices that they made, it would have been really I think what they were gonna try to do is is make uh the kid, like brand the paragon, like the utopian son, like make his downfall like they had to yeah. get him to the point where he would kill his father. But okay, so and, here's and here's- it's like they really in the first series, it just really didn't get into that point where you could just—it it would have been like uh, Revenge, of, *Revenge of the Sith*, where you know Anakin just turns like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm gonna start killing some younglings now," you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you, you know, you yeah that, that's a good analogy because like so much of the shit that happens in the show, I'm like, "But why?" And I'm like, "I don't care. Just keep yeah. going." <laughs> like, but I, th- I think and that's like, I the good thing care.
1: about Millar's work is that he leaves you. It's kind of like Jeff Loeb. If anyone has ever read anything from Jeff Loeb, uh, you know who, who also worked on you know the the Ultimates universe, and you know he's the one who came up with the Red Hulk and all that. He, he's very sensational. Like you just sometimes just suspension of disbelief. You just don't care. Let's get into like to the real well, story. One thing it's- about Jupiter's Legacy, though, that I think is timely,
4: and that's that's interesting that they played with, is that um, it's also about the erosion of norms. The the erosion of normal things. Like, um, the reason that the younger heroes are dissatisfied is because the supervillains suddenly start killing them. Yes. And they're just like, Well, you know, well we gotta fight fire with fire. The utopian's like, no, we don't kill. That's not what we do. It's like, but they're killing us and eventually it gets to the point where it's just like, Well if we don't take this dude out, they're just gonna keep killing us. You know. And that's what kind of drives them over the edge. And if you think about our world now, it's like, you know, during the Trump years, it's basically, well, maybe not even that. Maybe Trump's like the the Trump years were the the, uh, ultimate expression of it. But over the past 10 years, it's been an erosion of political norms. You know, it's like, all of a sudden, all these things that we took for granted in politics—about how, how things worked and how you know people treated each other and stuff—all of those are just gone, slowly eroded. To, to at this point, you know, we have a president like, fuck it, I'm president. I can do what I want because I'm fucking president. And did, and you know, that's part of that story that I thought was, was, was interesting. And and what I thought that they conveyed in the show but you know again it it just because it wasn't
1: executed well you don't you don't you don't pick that up i thought that was a little forced honestly i thought they're trying to force themselves into being relevant but that's what the that's what the comic is about the comic is about erosion of norms you know that's
4: yeah that's why i mean it,
1: brainwave kind of made it happen yeah but still it, that's what it's about it's well, kinda like, I, in the comics so spoiler alert in the comics what happens is that brainwave convinces paragon uh the utopian son brandon to kill his dad oh brainwave is the utopian's brother by the way yeah and so because for years he had been saying brainwave had been saying that we should just take over superheroes as the apex predators on the planet we could rule america and the world better and so then brainwave convinces uh the utopian son brandon to kill him to kill a Utopian and they take over, and then they realize that it doesn't work, that all of the stuff is still bad, correct? Yes. Like, And, and that's, yeah. that was the crux, and they don't even get into that, like
2: it, No, they don't in the I like, mean, that, most That's of interesting, they, is that
1: like people are like, I'm a superhero, I could take, I could do better, and then Brainwave realized, holy shit, I can't, like this is not, this is not better
2: I mean, from what I remember more. what the driving force is than I thought,
4: which is another analogy for the Trump uh, years
2: uh, the driving force of this season, it, it loses all of that. I mean, it's the, the erosion of morality is kind of in it, you know, but it's more like a whodunit. Like, they're trying to figure out, it's like a murder mystery of, like, who is this clone of Black Star? and there's all mystery this. Uh, it's like a mystery box? Yes, it's like a mystery box for, like, <laughs> like at least three or four episodes in the modern times we're trying to figure out that's the driving guts of the show like that's the narrative of the show there, there's none of you know like the, the stuff with Brainwave and a Paragon like that kind of comes in at the end a little bit but it's mainly from what I remember it's like you know someone clones one of their worst enemies and you know like you were saying a bunch of young superheroes are getting killed and stuff but they you know they, they bring in like another superhero who can like take matter apart and then they bring in Brainwave's daughter and they're doing all this like <clears throat> it well, it was just like all this who done it shit.
0: Yeah, and I think what's what's very uh I guess a, a big takeaway from what they're explaining here about the comics is like they don't even touch on the family aspect of things really. Like uh if if uh, I'm, I'm not mistaken, that first fight where they fight Blackstar and Brainwave puts him in that, like, beach or whatever, and he's, like, talking to him when he stops everything, he says, oh, yeah, I'm gonna hold you here while my f- brother and his friends uh beat you to shit or something like that like they don't even touch on the fact that these people are like family members and there's this whole like relationship of of all of the like there's this whole inner workings and then uh paragon kills the guy and he's like we don't kill like this is a big thing they like completely brush over it it's not even like that big of a deal it's like yo he kills a guy we weren't supposed to do that now what's next right no um so i guy yeah you know and so like i think those two things are like huge like you know if it's supposed to be this whole big plot point yeah. that paragon is you know manipulated by his uncle to kill his dad like I, I like i know that because i have a little bit more like knowledge of the show but like if you're not paying deep attention in the show you wouldn't even really know like they're related for real unless you catch those or little you, things no, you, you, they do they do a good job of being like it's family because they show that
1: it's it's family but what they do is they make it more about uh the morality of killing which is not in the comics and they start bringing in like the police at the funeral and these things where it's mm. like uh you know it reminds me of like the 90s where it's like oh you want to be an anti-hero like you mm. know when Azrael became batman and that kind of thing mm. they like which is not in the books. Like they just keep adding extra things to the, this mm-hmm. show. For instance, uh, they bring up when the Utopian's going on his quest, there's this whole horror esque aspect of his dead dad. Like, that right. is not in any of the books. I am uncertain why you would put that. It's it just That's makes... not in the books? No, none of that. That is it's like none of it. like a
2: fifth of the show, man. None
1: of it. None of That's that.
2: That's like 20% of the show. It's like, like him seeing his dead dad in a watch. Again, I'm like it, I was like... It, it, th-
1: I think that what happens again, your man Mark Millar needs a better PR person, which now yeah. stands for potentially real. Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> and, 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 and again, it's like they—they they have the idea. It's like, okay, we need to—we need to flesh out this story of how, you know, why the Ut- why is the Utopian doing what he's doing. So he had to go on his journey and put him through all his shit, so you can see why he's doing what, why they're all doing what they're doing and i you know i i, I get that but it, it, you know again it just one it 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 took it took so long to get anywhere one and two it was like really confusing if i hadn't read the comics and know who these characters were i would not have i wouldn't have the slightest idea what was going on
0: I, I didn't really you know and and that's why I, as i'm listening to you guys explain more and more about mm-hmm. comic lore i'm like oh that's what they were trying to pull off they <laughs> exactly. didn't do that
3: <laughs>
2: like, right right exactly. that yeah which is right,
0: which so is the
4: we- central weakness in my in my in my opinion
2: it's mega bad writing all right so for we can jump into you can go around and do opinions yeah, let's and do do it let's all do it. Yeah. All at once it's only
1: like, break it down Okay,
2: uh, I'll kick it off
1: first.
0: Yeah,
1: explain explain what it is. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you haven't watched the Begin Podcast before, we have, uh, I guess, what you would call a unique rating system. Uh, and here at the Begin Podcast, we believe uh, no piece of art or media uh, can be uh, just good or bad. Everything has aspects and traits of either. Uh, and so, for good, uh, we rate things on the scale of SJ's, and, and and to us, that's everything that's good in in culture. And in, in, in the black community, uh, Sam Jackson, Stoney Jackson. Uh, there's tons of SJ's. If you want to go back and listen to our old episodes, I got tons of those acronyms that I drop in there. Uh, and then on the other side of the spectrum, we got Star Screams. Uh, so as uh, coined by our our great member uh, Coid Blurred, uh, Star Scream represents everything that can and will go wrong about a situation. He always screws up. He always fucks up. So if you know the media is fucked up. We call it a star scream. Um, so yeah, uh, on the good end of the spectrum, we got SJs. Bad end of the spectrum, we got star screams. Uh, so you're gonna see us do a scale of one to five on each side, uh, and that'll tell you how much we liked and disliked uh, this this given piece of art. So yeah.
4: All right. All right. I guess I'll, I'll I'll go first. I'll probably give it the highest SJ reading, which for me is gonna be. I'm gonna give it. I was gonna give it two and a half, but I'm gonna give it three SJ's. Um, the the I, I thought that the the actors all went all in. I think they all did a good job. And what they were trying to do with the kind of Snyder-esque cinematography, make it kind of look comic booky with the color palette and how the backgrounds were. You can see what they were trying to do there. That's probably where all the money went into making those. Oh, the period pieces look good. They the period pieces were like when they were in the twenties. I thought that looked great. I'm gonna give it um, four star screams. That's because it just did not tell the story well. Did not tell the story in a cohesive way. That would engage people with these characters and make it interesting i mean it's just it was just it was bad at that so uh three sj's four star screens.
0: all right all right um forget it I, i'll jump right in I, i'll take over the reins here Uh, So for me, um, I'm going to kind of review it in the aspect of uh, this was like very last minute for me uh, And I kind of watched it because I knew we were doing the episode today And as I told Force earlier today, you guys got to stop telling me stuff is bad If we're going to do an episode on it because it completely clouds my judgment before I go in I'm sitting mm. down and I, I trust y'all, so I'm like, I know this is about to be bad, and so I'm sitting here watching the show and I'm like, let me see if I can be like the one opinion that changes, and it it just didn't happen, man. The the fight scenes look slow and blocky. It's it's like if you put a claymation filter over human beings, it's absolutely terrible. It's like stop motion. It's like man, that claymation it's, it, is, it is it is. It's like, uh, what's what's, that game? what's the name of it? Uh, it's it's Clay Fighter. It's literally it's that, that was right, how right, low. Right. No, it's it's called Clay Fighter 64. I watched the show that's Clay Fighter 64. That's a good yeah. reference for us. So, um, like, I, it, that, that's how it, it absolutely felt. Uh what's it Black Star, my man, most deaf Talib Kali album, that man, the, the villain dude, Black Star, him, he looked like a, a toxic Avenger model. He was awful, son. Like he looked like real claymation. That's what was bad about him, yo. Like and and you know, I know how hard it is to do prosthetics and costumes and stuff like that, but that was just bad man um and yeah in reference and, and i'll put it in reference i just showed my son the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie the the original one with uh, uh i don't uh, uh, i don't know it had all the dudes in the costumes with like the painted suits and stuff like that it was no cgi it was like it was better than this let's put it like that like that's st- that from 1990 what two or three was better than all of the prosthetics in this film I'm sorry in in the series, and and that's a testament to just how, I don't know, I don't I don't know if it was because, you know, we have a bunch of new technology now and a new thing, uh, a bunch of new stuff at our disposal, uh, that we can tell when things aren't as good or as high quality. But man, I I I, I could not get into it. Even if I had more time, I still think I would have stopped at about two and a half, three episodes in, like I did today, uh, just because it was it was it was piss poor, man. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to give it one and a half SJs. And that's only because I did not watch the entire thing. And I'm sure there's something I would have found redeemable if I did decide to go and watch through the entire series. Uh, And I'm going to give it four and a half star screams because it was pretty much as close to as bad as possible as as bad as possible could be. Um, So like, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but like if I paid, more than a monthly subscription that I share with a bunch of people for it, I would have probably been like, nah, son, this was a waste of my time. So yeah, uh we're gonna go one and a half SJs, four and a half star screams.
3: That sounds good.
0: I I'll go next.
1: Uh I am going to give it half an SJ. The half of an SJ is Damn. because I really enjoy some of Mark Millar's work. I feel that he is doing this thing where, like, his the stuff that he writes is sometimes great. Like, you know, if if you've ever seen the movie Wanted, I beg you, I entreat you, Catalyst. First time I ever use entreat to other people. Entreat, I entreat, you. entreat that. Entreat. I entreat you to go and read Wanted, the graphic novel. Just do that. They ain't really bending like, bullets. That say, is, just, that's good stuff. They're not uh, really bending bullets.
2: Yeah, and
1: amazing. you know, Mark Millar, even as he went into this whole pitchy mode where he started pitching things, he writes great outlines. Like he, like the kind of the the bones of his stories are great, and they had a property that they could have done something with. But the execution is horrendous. It's one of those shows that I every episode I stopped halfway through, like twenty minutes in. I was like, this is bad, and then I would cleanse myself with something else. I would I would do something else and then go back at it because I knew we were going to review it. Um, and, and a lot of it was that they just added stuff that didn't need to be there. A lot of the exposition was unnecessary. Uh, it felt redundant in this time where comics have been mined to the core. Like we've, we've got the boys, you know, we've got the MCU, We've got the Snyderverse. We have all these things. And it just felt vapid. It felt useless. You know, it it had such potential but didn't do anything. Um, And and the things they added, like the horror dad thing. We don't need that. Like, Horror dad. dad. Scary
0: pops. Seriously,
1: like his
2: death is bro. Because that's like, that is easily like 8 to 10 minutes of every episode and everything is that, happened is that dude, is that I, I, I
1: exclaimed out loud why is this and no one in my house understood why it's wow. just crazy that
2: wasn't in the comics jesus Christ.
0: i said that a lot not just um, and, and with that being said like uh
1: i also was frustrated because i feel like sometimes mark millar he's like the french montana of like comic writers he's just like, like fuck with me get a bag that's a new song by the way like that's it he's like let me get this bag and does it follow through because mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we, did a, we did a review of Invincible and we talked about how the love of your work and your craft can be updated you know like Robert Kirkman was yeah. in the unique position to create something you know 15-20 years ago and, and then update it modernize it but make it better and Mark Millar just threw his hands up and was like, here you go. Um, So again, a half, one half SJ. And for Star Streams, I am going to give it five, which I think previously was only reserved to me in Deadpool. And Deadpool
2: this too. show oh, wow.
1: elicited Deadpool-like levels. Of <laughs> I gotta like get a sign or something, I can hold five. Like if I could walk away, like if, and if you've never heard our Deadpool episode, Deadpool 2 episode, uh I walked out. I tried
0: to walk out the movie twice. He, he tried to walk out the episode re recorded. Okay. He tried to walk out the episode. Fuck the movie. I was like, You got headphones on and a microphone attached to you. <laughs>
1: and, and that's how Tell them how how you, you mad son <laughs> tell them tell them how you mad <laughs> again the show made me it, it just, five star screen it, it frustrated me because some of these characters were kind of dope like i i reread all of the comic series and there's like some fun stuff that happens you know like the when the uh chloe's kid comes and is like superpowered and, and they're like yo let's put the heavy hitter in and he fucks up the the assassin with the katanas like i love that like some of the scenes where brainwave in the comics like he because he builds these constructs it's just beautiful on the page like these little things they should have just taken from the page and put there they missed these opportunities, and it frustrated me to no end. it Literally, it was like finding out that Pete Wisdom was this
0: fucking dude. Like, dude.
1: I knew, you're,
2: gonna, I knew you were gonna do Pete Wisdom. I, I, I knew like, that was coming oh back. God.
0: I knew. I, I knew that was gonna be the first thing. <laughs> I knew it too. Double black. I i in my head, I was like, "Oh, he about to talk about Pete Wisdom." I said, I like, yeah.
2: <laughs> "Tell him why you mad. How did you
0: do your Pete Wisdom?" <laughs> every, that's me. Like half, half
2: half a. Half a
1: uh, Sj, just because I do think Malar, the whole Malar world, their, his universe has potential, and I hope that in this next show, Super Crooks, like Super Crooks, again, it's it doesn't have a lot of meat to it, but the bones are strong, and it could be a fun romp. But See, if they do the same thing with Super Crooks they did with Jupiter's Legacy, I think this whole universe is a wrap. Nah, son, that was great. So you try to be like I'm
4: big boned it. With a slow ass horror <laughs> movie from hundred years ago and super crooks, I don't, I'm interspersed throughout the. <laughs> See,
2: all right. So, uh, laser beam, what you got? I'll just.
3: Uh, I just have a funny thing. i was just gonna say that sounds like a bunch of skeletons. I don't that's yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. I don't want none of that. That's not... <laughs> See, this shit ain't no, whack. It's big boned but you but let your imagination
1: fill in like sometimes well, all right cool you don't explain what the utopian's powers are he just dope. like cool i don't need to know how they got to the island they just went to the island and got some powers but instead they want to explain it with like he went to where'd
0: he go block kansas wisconsin oh, he goes as like, t-pain kansas. would say i don't know, he I, don't like- know I don't know i'm sorry <laughs>
2: It was, I believe it was. Kansas. It was Case, yeah. by Case.
3: Yeah, and then go so, somewhere, uh,
2: and then he gets his friend.
3: All on. right, I gotta yeah. hear Double Black's take on it. Then I'll give my my review.
2: Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I got a lot to say. I mean, I, normally when I have stuff like this, like you know, other mediums that I watch, uh, like The Expanse, like I wanna read those books. Like I read the Game of Thrones books because Game of Thrones is so good. This is the opposite. I'm never gonna read these books, which is a shame because they sound so good. And I love Mark Millar. Like Wanted is like one of my favorite graphic novels. I've read it like over a dozen times, maybe two dozen times. And you're totally right. He lets, he doesn't give his properties to people who will trust and respect them like a Kevin Feige over at the MCU. He just like gives them away. Like you said, he's just all about the bag. And he's like got these great ideas and, like, I mean, to your point of sensationalism, like, I love his kick-ass books. Like, the pay- the splash pages on kick-ass, they are amazing. Like, some of the stuff he has Hit Girl doing and like, that are just, like, two full pages of her, like, using a flamethrower, a Hello Kitty flamethrower. Like, those are images that are seared in my brain. But then they don't – he doesn't know how to translate. He doesn't get people who know how to translate. And to the point of, like, you know, the whole title of this episode for me is, like, well, why was a widely popular show on Netflix canceled? it's because there's just too many cooks on this show. So, you know, originally, to give a little background and stuff on, like, why how I feel about it, the way I feel is first four episodes of the show were uh, the showrunner was this guy, Stephen Denight, who was one of my favorite showrunners from the, he hit the show Spartacus. So if you're ever familiar with the show Spartacus, um, you know, All Four Seasons, Blood and Sand, Gods of the Arena, Vengeance, and War of the Damned like the night is the man like he did the first season of marvel's netflix daredevil that show so if you like that stuff then but he got into a huge fight with netflix over the money and they want they were they were lowballing him and he said i need more money to make this show better then they fired him after episode four and it's an today episode and they brought in someone completely different who brought in all these like other ideas of like well let's make it a murder let's do the mystery box thing and let's bring in this like you know, ghost dad stuff, and we'll have him go on like three MacGuffin quests and stuff. And so they added all this stuff that, you know, Forrest was talking about and Corwin were talking about, that completely diluted the story and what was interesting. And so like, you know, and then you have that and you have when you when you when you've taken a a good idea and then you it with too many bad ideas and too much bad writing, there's either the spectacle, like it'll look really cool, like maybe like the Snyderverse, like, oh, it's really cool to see, you know, Superman fight the Justice League, you know, when S- Superman comes back. Or you're hoping that the acting will be really good and 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 um, elevate the material. And I'm just like, I'm just sorry, Josh Demel was not up to the task. <laughs> Bib was not up to the task elevating this material, and the, the spectacle was not there because they didn't spend the money. And so, I mean, for me, it's just like what like for the daughter, I was like, were they just pulling random chicks who look like a Kardashian off the street? like just being like hey we like your look get in the shot because her acting was atrocious
1: wait, to, like... wait, right, spoiler alert. in the comics chloe is the hero she is the big protagonist at the, okay, end, the... end of it right <laughs> Render,
0: like she's yeah. the one comes back she's like oh i've been like, giving up in there I, I she clean you know, she clean that goddamn room if you come back and clean that yeah. room
2: yeah being a There's superhero
0: like, and then coming back
1: and being like all right you know what i i wasn't there my dad got killed now i'm gonna be a superhero and right. she lose the charge and you okay, don't get any that but you don't get like the
2: actress doesn't convey any of that like it doesn't just like oh. this wine and she's so like just like dimensional and so and her creepy ass mom following her around like the mom's whole arc is that she uses her superpowers to spy on her fucking daughter I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, it's basically like Wonder Woman, and she's just like being like, "What's my daughter doing?" My daughter. I'm like, "What the fuck? This is this character's whole arc." And then, like, you know, I'll try and touch lightly on the racism, but it's just like, you know, half the show takes place in the 1920s, and then like, there's two black characters. You know, one of them, a son, a father and a son, and the son ends up being one of Jupiter's legacy people, who gets powers. These guys, like at least when you see them on screen, they experience no racism whatsoever.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's like the most like it, the it, most idyllic situation for black men at the time. I'm like, that it's shit like, ain't going on like that. It
2: was like, bro, this is like, it's like this is eight years after Tulsa. This is like Four years after the Chicago race was like, yeah, there's yeah. a part where all these white people lose their jobs and some black people are telling them, calm down, be, it'll be okay. Like, that's not <laughs> how-
0: Nigga, stop it. You can't even sit at a Woolworths counter. Stop. <laughs>
2: exactly. I was like, this show is ridiculous. And then you fast forward to the modern times and the black dude is paralyzed. I was like, so the one black character is Mantis. This niggas paralyzed. I was yeah. like, oh
0: my God. Shout out
2: to
3: me. always says.
2: Yeah. and, and yeah, exactly.
0: his, his his wig was off. That shit was terrible. He had to, yeah. man, wig just sitting lopsided. I'm
2: like, "What is yeah, happening?" He, and his character's whole arc is relating to his daughter who they have turned. She's a black character and has kind of inherited his powers, and she's like a coward. Her, her, her whole character, she's scared to fight because her friends are dying. I'm just like, "Oh my god." I was like, "Dude, I was like, I don't and know." And in the comics,
1: lives. they aren't black. There's yeah. like that's what ta- that was the toughest part cuz the flair was the one dude who left his family? His whole arc in the comic series is he right, and then sits in dead be dead, and then gets his neck snapped <laughs> like he's right. paralyzed.
0: And then the family comes back, and God, then they made that dude black like, oh, it hurt,
2: yeah, it was garbage. That's why ain't nobody garbage.
0: experienced no racism because it was all subtle. It was
2: awesome yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, it was oh, yeah, like some yeah. subtle
4: shade racism in there. But you're right, it's not like he was but the you know, they don't call him the utopian for for nothing. You know, he was supposed to be like it's like he, he was supposed to be like the guy who was like it's like I don't see the color of a man's skin and he'd he oh, work he's hard, he works right hard for me. Like that. I'll be right by him.
2: But the rest of it is again, that's like the Captain America problem. That's one of the jokes I tell. I was like, I'm was just like, i not buying that, like, Bucky's not racist. I'll give you one guy from the 1920s ain't racist. You motherfuckers. From like, everybody else is racist as fuck. From and, the, and the ones that wasn't one.
0: racist was racist so they could fit in. So don't exactly. tell me. Like, don't tell me that. I was
2: like, okay, so I'll give you the utopian. But these black dudes don't experience any other. I was like, fuck out of here. Man. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Like to Corwin's point, like they're always trying to neuter the black man somehow. So the text de- line, the guy's in a wheelchair. I'm like, okay. So yeah, the bad acting, the bad writing, the bad uh uh translation, the the like blatant racism, like all added up for me to have like uh, the only. There's one scene that I really really liked was the the scene where he is talking to his arch nemesis because arch nemesis is a psychiatrist. He has this his Tony Soprano moment, the utopian. He goes to talk to like basically like the Lex Luthor's where who's in a maximum security prison. And that's, he he uses that as therapy. Yeah, like
1: like, uh, Jacob Blake or something. Yeah. yeah, He's
2: he's talking about how no one understands the burden that he's carrying, stuff like that. And I was like, that is interesting. Like even with the Homelander and all these like Superman analogs, we still haven't seen a scene where there is a Superman type character really talking about what it's like to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. That one scene, I'll give it a half a star screen.
3: Half, half S.J. Yeah. So yeah.
2: yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of well done. That's kind of dope. That's kind of interesting. And Josh Mel did rise to the occasion on that. Uh, I'm going to give it a full five star screams because this was some old bullshit. <laughs> like five. I, God
0: damn it. I need a sign. Fuck. Is, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need a
0: fucking image or something. The graphic, just five. Just <laughs> Five,
2: like bad acting bad translation like too many cooks in the kitchen on the on the showrunner level they should have just stuck with my man steven tonight he could have done something with it if they'd given him the money and the budget but you know netflix was low balling so yeah but yeah one sj a half of sj sorry 0.5 sj's for that one scene i was like oh this kind of dope and then uh five star screams so that's me
3: all right, I got just—I just got one question. So I heard about the acting. I got one question. So, so who's the better? Who's the better at acting, Infant's Nest or this daughter in, in this movie? <laughs> or who's worse?
2: Oh fuck! <laughs> I'm gonna leave that
3: to y'all.
2: <laughs> what shit sandwich do you want to eat today? <laughs> uh, yeah. I would—I would say Infant's Nest because at least. She is projecting like this woman couldn't even make a modern day character believable. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not that big of a stretch. Nest, like she's going into like you know she's, you know even though like Falcon and Winter Soldier said in Modern is it's a alternate reality where you know Zemo's a thing and you know Captain yeah. Man and Iron Man or thing, and you know Nest in those movies like she's trying to make you believe in the the, Wars universe. So I would say she she's at least trying and try. Like, this woman was like, to sleep at the wheel. She
1: wasn't even trying. The terrible. daughter? You mean the daughter?
2: The daughter? Oh, yeah. yeah, the daughter. I mean, who, the woman yeah. who plays the daughter. Yeah, she was like the only interesting thing was she got with the black dude who Sky Fox's son. He was like the one interesting character. The guy with the stick who could teleport places. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, he pulled, he pulled up
0: with the stick. <laughs> yeah, he got the, he, he, he he makes the stick talk. He's got the literally stick talk. talk. Oh, oh man, that's it's a future song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was just, uh, and like for me you're not a good character if like what's interesting about you is how you interact with an, inter- an interesting character is it's like you know like if she didn't hook up with him then her story would have just been stupid and boring and like her mom would have just been creepy following her around like but like because that guy's story was interesting like he's an anti-hero maybe he's a villain you know he's got like he's searching for his father you know you know he's he's kind of got a heart of gold kind of thing so he was in, he was black so I was like he's kind of interesting you know but like so many of the, the characters you know just the acting was so bad and the writing was so bad.
1: Anyway, very well. well okay no, no I like for me. The, and all I like Star the Star fact that they made Hutch black in the comics he's not but it works like in in the comics his dad sky fox uh you know he's around I think like his his mom was like hispanic latina or something like that yeah uh, so, yeah, I think he was my favorite character. They expanded on him more than they did in the books, and I was like, yo, you're a dope character. Like, you're much more lethal than in the comics. So I'm not going to change my ratings, but I'm glad you brought him up because mm-hmm. his arc was kind of you know, cool.
4: The one I, reason I I'm a little disappointed that, that they're not going to get another season because I wanted to see him and Chloe. I, wa- I wanted to see what their kid, their Superboy, would be like. and Recruit the team. That was,
2: oof. Yeah, but yeah, like you're not going to get another season because there's just too much there's too much wrong under the hood of this show basically. Yeah. It
0: sucked it Is that sucked. better? There we go. Bam So, so
3: You got
2: anything else, Laserbeam? Are you good?
3: <laughs> yeah, seems like a terrible show I'm glad I didn't waste my time watching it Yes, Sorry, as the, the great
0: Laserbeam would say, I know yeah. when I don't need to waste my time on bad stuff So, uh didn't really waste all my time. Not all of us did, but Jupiter's Legacy wasn't our thing. Uh, Begin Podcast didn't like it, but if you guys did, please let us know in the comments. Shout out to the comments we got today from our man D Dollars Five Nineteen, who said, "I ain't even know it was a book." Uh, so, <laughs> in this instance, uh, Begin Podcast out. Let us know how you feel about it. We'll be back next week. Uh, and much love. Peace out.
4: Peace.
0: Peace.